Welcome to Union Power Coaching. Piecing purpose and strength together. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Union Power Coaching podcast with me, Mike Turnpenny, where each week I will discuss how we can live happier, healthier and more productive lives If you've not done so already, please do like and follow, etc. It means a lot to me and it helps enormously to build a bigger and more positive community. I hope you've all been well since last week's podcast where I spoke about cultivating gratitude. If you've not heard it yet, why not give it a listen? Call me biased, but I think it's a pretty good listen, along with the loving kindness and gratitude midweek meditation that came out uh, last Wednesday. So today's topic is about how to get inspired, how to stay inspired and understand that when that wave of inspiration starts to fade, that we mustn't worry as another one is always on its way. So we need to be prepared to get on it when it comes to us, be it when we see or when we read something or perhaps a feeling we have in certain situations or a memory that we have that triggers some inspiration or even becoming inspired in our sleep. I have woken up many times with such clarity of mind where it's felt like there's no filter blocking the flow of inspiration, the flow of thought. For this reason, it's really, well, I find it really handy to keep a notepad or even a dictaphone next to or near to the bed to capture these ideas when we have them. Think of it almost like a dream catcher for inspiration. Famously, you may have heard, Paul McCartney woke up one morning with a melody in his head and he was singing the words scrambled eggs until he could think of a three-syllable word that was going to make for a better song. This would of course go on to be one of the Beatles' most famous songs yesterday. So this here literally is a million dollar example of why we shouldn't abandon these loose ideas or these loose thoughts that we have. Every flower began as a tiny seed. So if we nurture our inspiration and if we handle it carefully, it too has the potential to grow into something amazing. So to maintain our inspiration, we can use what musicians call dummy lyrics, which are words that fill in the spaces, much like Paul McCartney did. Or we can jot down bullet points for ideas, for presentations, projects, or even podcasts like this one. So from the seed of a bullet point or a dummy lyric, can grow into a spider diagram, which we used in school, or at least I used a lot of them in school, spider diagrams for ideas. And from there, we think of different ideas. And from there, we can organize these ideas into categories or into headings. I'm literally now describing how this podcast was put together. So from wanting to talk about inspiration, I then played like a word association game with words like flow, momentum, creative... Uh, waves, excitement, and of course, confidence. From there, ideas and examples kind of flood back to me. And before I know it, I'm thinking about scrambled eggs and uh, putting this example together. So myself as a meditation teacher, I believe that meditation is like a simple key that we all hold that can open up our potential. Many meditation teachers will say that if we are thinking during meditation, then we're not truly meditating, which I would say I agree with. However, 
I have had many ideas pop into my head during meditation that I perhaps would not have had had I tried searching for them. So this isn't now to say that just by sitting down with our eyes closed we'll be inspired, but what I am saying is is that when we allow ourselves the space and we make a welcoming environment for our ideas, be it through meditation or our general surroundings, magic truly can happen. So by putting ourselves in situations, we give ourselves a chance. As they say, you've got to be in the game to win it. So a few years ago, actually, I was meditating in the morning in the same place as always, same surroundings, same everything, when the thought that I needed to contact a local gym about teaching yoga classes there appeared in my mind as bright as a light. Now, the reason I give this example is around this time, I'd been procrastinating a lot and was definitely lacking in self-belief to put myself out there, to put myself in the game. Though in my mind, I knew that I was good enough and had what it took to do it well. I still had that lingering self-doubt and that self-doubt always encourages that procrastination to grow. So long story short, I contacted the gym and I had a meeting with them and I ended up getting a regular slot teaching there over the summer and gained a great experience, not just professionally as a yoga instructor, but also personally. It taught me the valuable lesson to nurture my inspiration and that when I'm feeling low on confidence, I can use that wave of inspiration, that wave of uh, inspirational momentum to carry me and my self-doubt until I realize that I can and will do something good with it. By keeping alive the momentum of inspiration reminds us that we can do and we can create whatever we want. During the pandemic, as things began to open up again, I remembered this feeling, this, this story about the gym and it relit my self-belief, and I got a new slot at a yoga studio. So as we say, sometimes we have to jump into the deep end to realize or remember in this case that we can in fact swim. So we can use these lessons that we experience in life and transfer them into other scenarios as well. Like I've used many memories of inspiration or having believed in myself or um, or of having succeeded at something to give me that push, that push that I needed to try new things. I packed a bag and locked my house and came to Columbia at the end of 2020 during the pandemic, not truly knowing what I was going to do, what was going to happen, but I ended up marrying the love of my life and, you know, working online and meeting and working with people from all over the world. So, of course, it doesn't always have to be such a big risk, for want of a better word, but if we don't try, we'll never know. Like, take the so-called risk or lose the chance. And I was recently having coffee with a friend of mine and she'd started a new job and she was expressing some of her concerns and that she was really lacking self-belief as she was starting over. She'd worked for her previous company for, I want to say four years, maybe it was more, but she'd worked there for quite a long time. And I asked her, how long ago did she learn to drive? which I guess seemed like a kind of off-topic question, but she went with it and she said to me, oh, you know, I've, I learned years ago. The reason I asked her this was we often forget about what it's like to start from scratch, to have that inspiration. Using something like driving or maybe learning an instrument or meeting family and friends of our partners for the first time. 
these are all pretty daunting tasks, right? So, but we overcome them and that lifts our confidence and it inspires us in the future if we just allow ourselves to remember, if we just allow ourselves to remember that we can do these things. So in my friend's case, by recalling the fact that starting something new can make us feel overwhelmed, but it's also a great opportunity to overcome a new challenge, to further demonstrate to ourselves just what we are capable of. So now, to encourage our inspiration to come to us, a great way to do this is to recognise patterns of when we are already feeling inspired. For example, I was in a coffee shop with my wife this week and it never fails to surprise me to see so many people working or studying in these coffee shops as they're pretty active, pretty busy and noisy environments and I personally couldn't do it. But the people there obviously find for whatever reason, the more bustling kind of office style atmosphere of use and helpful. My personal preference is a more peaceful, uh, tidy and open environment. For, For this reason, when I get my bullet points together for these podcasts, I prefer to have minimal distractions, Um, warm lighting or instrumental music because for me I find music with lyrics distracting as I struggle to find my own words if all I can hear are the words of Eddie Vedder singing singing at me you know but this is as I mentioned this is my personal preference if maybe, maybe you prefer working in cafes maybe you prefer working in other environments so this like many things is many things in life there's no one size fits all method it's kind of like going to a food buffet with a load of options We will each like different things and different combinations. There's no really right or wrong. And there's no reason why we can't mix different combinations next time. So when it comes to creating an inspirational atmosphere, we need to experiment with these different combinations to see which is most helpful to us. The last point that I want to discuss is about being jealous versus being inspired. These are two feelings that can easily be confused. I think that jealousy is inspiration's evil twin, right? So, but if we're conscious of this and we're prepared to notice it and accept that we are feeling this way towards someone or towards something, we can actually use it to our advantage and turn that evil twin into its angelic twin sibling. (laughs) So we tend to usually feel jealous when we feel threatened by something or maybe when we're suffering from low self-esteem, as I've mentioned previously. So maybe, for example, we have a value that we don't feel we are fulfilling and see that someone else is, and it makes us feel insecure. Or perhaps we didn't have the confidence to take a chance on something and someone else did, and they had success with it. In this case, our feeling of jealousy is telling us that this is something important to us. This feeling won't go away however much we try to suppress it, We, of course, don't like to admit we're jealous. I I know that I don't like to admit it. I know that for me, personally, if I feel jealous, I feel like I'm showing a sign of weakness. But by through weakness comes the opportunity to grow stronger. If something is important enough to us, we will fight for it. We just have to first remove the, the weeds of jealousy to reveal the space and the potential for inspiration to grow in. So a personal example I can share with you is actually about my brother. So my brother left England to live in Japan around 14 years ago. And he was just having the best time. You know, this was 
I, th- I, I want to say it's around 2009. So back then, Facebook was used a bit more as a way of keeping in touch with people rather than, you know, for just like promotion and adverts and stuff. So my family now, we would see pictures of my brother and things he was doing and places he was going. And for me from England, Japan is a completely different world, of course. So to see that and the life he was living, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, it caused some kind of some jealous feelings. And my brother was the first one of us to experience a really different culture. We travel with our family as kids around Europe, you know, Spain, France, Italy a few times, but nothing where it felt like a completely different life, a completely different planet in many ways. And the language is completely unrecognizable, you know, going to France, Spain, Italy, although of course they have their own languages, it's Latin, there's similarities to English. So it still has like a familiar feeling to it. And seeing my brother adopting this culture and adapting the culture too, you know, taking parts of what he liked from the new culture and mixing it with parts of his kind of native culture of the way he'd grown up. And it really felt like watching someone doing something that not everyone would do or something that not everyone does do. And I was fortunate around five years later in 2014 to, to visit my brother in Tokyo. And I, I stayed there for, for two weeks and we traveled to Kyoto, we traveled to Hiroshima. And I was in utter awe of this, this life that my brotherhood created. And those feelings of jealousy that I mentioned, I started to feel inspired. Now, initially, and I think lots of uh, creative people, lots of artists would say the same thing. When you want to create something, you look at the inspiration first and you kind of try to, you try to mimic it or you try to replicate it in a way. And my first thought was, well, I have to live in Japan. You know, I'm, I'm going to come and live in Japan. But that wasn't the answer. I wasn't jealous of the place. You know, I, I, it's an amazing place and I loved going there, but I had to find my own Japan. Now that isn't to say literally I had to leave England although I did do that, but we'll come to that in a second. It's about finding your Japan. Your Japan could be in a different part of your city. Your Japan could be a different job. It's about following those instincts, as we spoke about in a previous podcast. As life would go on, I would find myself in Costa Rica because I realized I wanted to learn another language. I had never learned one. It's something I think a lot of uh, English people are, are guilty of. We don't try to learn languages, but I'd always been interested, but I'd never taken it up. And after seeing my brother speaking Japanese, I thought, well, if he can learn Japanese, I can at least try to learn another Latin language. Lots of different signs in my life kind of pointed me towards Spanish. So I decided I wanted to learn Spanish and I would travel abroad to do so. And as I'd mentioned, I'd been to Spain as a kid and I wanted to go somewhere new. And for various reasons, I ended up finding myself studying in Costa Rica at a school called School of the World, where they do Spanish, surfing, yoga, and photography. And I found my Tokyo. My my Tokyo was Costa Rica. And it took the, that jealous feeling, that jealous seed to grow into inspiration. I had to carefully turn that seed into inspiration. And I was talking to a friend of mine once and they said to me, oh, you know, maybe I'm just going to move to Costa Rica. And I said, yeah, like, why not? Why not try it? I said, but don't be afraid to find your Costa Rica. The same as I found my Tokyo. 
it can be anything, just following ourselves, letting that inspiration, letting that jealous seed that we can turn into inspiration to take us to places. It really shows us who we are. It shows us, as I've mentioned, what's important to us. So by taking inspiration from others and replicating elements of what they did to begin with to eventually form our own paths, and by taking that feeling of jealousy and lighting a fire underneath it to inspire us to work towards our dreams and to creating our own stories. Thank you all ever so much for joining me once again today for the Union Power Coaching Podcast. Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and all that stuff to the podcast, YouTube, social media, at Union Power Coaching. I wish you all a wonderful and an inspired week. Stay happy, stay well. Bye-bye. For more details about transformation coaching, mindfulness, and yoga classes, please visit unionpowercoaching.com.